Good afternoon. Uh, I think we're back to start. Uh, my name is Zemin Chang. I'm an ophthalmologist based in uh, Oxford University, uh, Richardor Building, which is up in Headington. Um, I, just a little bit about myself. Uh, I did my medical training uh, earlier 1980s back in Shanghai, and arrived in Oxford 20 years ago. and did my PhD in ophthalmology with Sir Richard Pinto, and uh, ever since I, you know, stayed and working on. Uh, a number of larger projects for 20 years. It's an awful long time. I said, the reason is because Oxford is the best place for doing epidemiological studies. And secondly, the medical, you know, especially epidemiology, is undergoing a revolution in the last, I think, 10, 15, 20 years, very silently. So I'm going to describe some of the development to you of the next 40, uh, 50 years, uh, 40, 45 minutes. And thirdly, my department in Oxford uh, has a very long-standing collaboration with China. So actually, which is make very, very attractive to be based in Oxford and then to be continually to be involved with a larger project in China as well. So what I'm going to do is to describe to you a very, very major undertaking, which is a Kadori buyback study of half a million. Of course, we're in the middle of a financial crisis. I think anything related to bank doesn't seem to be suitable, but uh, this seems to be a very fashionable name, actually, uh, 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 for sort of study I'm going to describe. I think before I start to give, uh, uh, present to you the details, information about the study, I just want to give you a little background about what we are, as epidemiology, trying to do, and why we need half million, you know, these are huge numbers, and what is going to come out of this big study. I think. As epidemiologists, I think basically what we try to do is uh, very same, similar to astronomy. You know, we try to observe, try to study the disease instead of star, galaxy, and the universe. So as epidemiologists, we try to understand disease, disease patterns, why you know, the disease is common in one population as versus to other population, what are the main determinants of the disease, and how can we control, prevent the disease? So this is what we try to do. And use various instruments. For example, you've got in a very powerful telescope. But in epidemiology, to start with, it's very, very basic. And in the start with, the paper and the pencil questionnaire. And uh, as technology develops, and now we start to get into much more sophisticated technology instruments. For example, we're now able to study, look at gene, whole genome, one study as well. So I think the area is moving very, very uh, rapidly over the last uh, uh, 10, 15, 20 years. So this is what we try to do. So what <coughs> about the disease? I think if we're looking back history, just over the last 150 years, and if you look at death rate, under five in England over the last 150 years, where it's been a very, very good public record, so you can really trace back to see how the disease pattern has changed over the last few Quite dramatic changes. This is under five, largely due to infectious communicable disease through the virus, through bacteria as well. And it used to be 30, 40 percent. That means of the kids born, you know, 40 percent will die before they reach age five. And if you go back 100 years, 1950. But over the last 100 years, there has been a very spectacular decline in the infant mortality. 
Nothing to do with uh, antibiotics or immunization because they are largely introduced during early 19th century or mid 19th centuries. So it's largely as a consequence of improvement in nutrition, in clean water uh, uh, as well. But since 1950s, uh, there's been further uh, acceleration of decline, you know, largely due to much better health care and uh, immunization as well as use of antibiotics. So now, in UK as well as in many other European, Western Europe countries, developed countries, most of them, you know, 98% of kids born now can be expected to survive to middle age. So I think, so the most major public health challenge is trying to deal with the deaths that are common in middle age, which is largely, we call chronic, chronic non-communicable disease such as heart attack, stroke, cancer, diabetes, lung disease as well. But even with this uh, common chronic disease, there's been huge changes, ups, downs, and for reasons sometimes not fully understood. So this is a UK male cancer mortality at middle age. And the lung cancer since early last century, going up, up, initially it was thought to be air pollution, which was largely driven by cigarette smoking. And then, since 1970s, coming down rapidly, this is also seen in many other countries like United States. With respect to other type of disease, some are fairly stable. No major change, no major epidemic. Some diseases are coming down quite rapidly. For reasons that are not fully understood. For example, stomach cancer used to be very common, still very common in places like China, you know, the second or third commonest cancer in the population. But it used to be very common as well in Know, many European countries as well. But has, since then, has come down quite dramatically, more than half. We don't really know that. Many hypotheses, uh, uh, use of a refrigerant and uh, antioxidant, and maybe uh, uh, helicobacter pylori, which is a, a, a bacteria associated with uh, gastric ulcer and cancer as well. So if you look at other disease, cardiovascular disease, again, this is uh, over a short period of like 50 years. It's been huge, very spectacular changes. And going up and then down, this is for ischemic heart disease. I mean, stroke, very, very spectacular changes, decline in the United Kingdom. Of course, you know, if you look at a scale, this is six, this is uh, 1.6, that means ischemic heart disease is still much more common compared with stroke, at least in middle age. But overall, there's been huge, huge decline. This is the same, not just in in the UK, but also in the United States. In Japan as well, Japan has a very, very high stroke death rate. But actually since 60s, 50s, it's, it has been a, a, a huge, in a very spectacular decline. But I think as well as going down, some disease can go up, not just infectious disease like AIDS, but chronic disease such as uh, stroke. Just give you one example, which is, we just look at the previous figure. The scale is 1.6. Here, the scale is twice as high as that one. That means the disease rate in the middle age is twice as high as in the UK. Instead of a decline, it's going up. So since that we can trace back record to 1980s, but since 1990s, it's going up you know, by almost 50%. I think the reason is largely driven by binge drinking. 
And uh, when Gorbachev introduced some sort of uh, 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 policy to, to control the tobacco, uh, uh, alcohol use, it's coming down. But after Berlin Wall fell, you know, uh, the, the collapse of Soviet Union has gone up again. So it's, it's huge changes, largely as a consequence of changing lifestyle in some environmental risk exposure as well. I think, you know, this sort of figure does suggest even for conditions like cancer, skin and heart disease, diabetes, and uh, they, they are largely avoidable. You know, there's a huge variations between one place, difference between one place and another, and much of this di difference actually uh, it's not attributable to gene because you're not expecting a huge difference in genetic uh, 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 compo uh, uh, composition between different populations. And, uh, and the disease vary really very much driven by the changes in lifestyle. For example, we know uh, uh, some major causes of chronic disease are already established. For example, in the high blood pressure, high cholesterol levels, and especially tobacco. Uh, I think it's tobacco is known to be associated with uh, you know, two dozen different kind of conditions, uh, cancer, uh, respiratory disease, cardiovascular disease as well. I think I just want to give you these uh, 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 figures from uh, America, looking at the cigarette consumption in the population, which started during the <coughs> 1920s and 50s, and that followed within about 30, 40 years. So there's a delayed effect. Not, it's, it's like incubation, like infection. If you contract virus, you're not going to have a disease immediately. Same is true for chronic disease exposure, but you know, it's very different on time scale. So, uh, uh, and, but understanding of these features epidemiology is very important. And in a back to you know, 20 years ago in China, people say, oh, China, lots of people smoking, but you know, smoking does not keep kill Chinese, kill Americans, because we see very few lung cancer. But I think the key things is time is not, you know, it's because of delayed effects. The time is not come up yet. So you have a, 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 about so 30, 40 years delay. And in terms of uh, starting of a cigarette smoking, and there's then huge rise in the tobacco-related disease, especially lung cancer. And you, you, know, you can repeat same figures in many other countries as well. Uh, UK, you know, uh, uh, North America, as well as in uh, many European countries as well. I think I have to mention you know, Sir Richard Dor is the founding father of modern epidemiology. I think what we try to do now, uh, you know, it's very similar to what he had established 50 years ago in terms of uh, scientific principle. Uh, and uh, so this is a picture I took um, uh, just a few years ago, now in 2005. And he set up this uh, very famous British doc studies involving 40,000 doctors and ask them about the smoking. You know, just single questionnaires, two pages, ask about what do they smoke, how much they smoke, when they start. And then follow them up and got really, really beautiful results. It's really established not just modern method of epidemiology, but also uh, uh, really help uh, uh, really proper understanding of tobacco hazard. So this is a uh, the main results in the you know, 50 years follow-up, I think, you know, since 1951 until 2001. So this is a compare two curves, smokers versus never smokers. As you can see, this is a live curve, probability of survival from age 35. If you carry on smoking, this is uh, your chance 
of surviving to various age. Of course, there's no eternal life, but I 